just visiting with us today and you haven't been following along the last few weeks, we've been going through a study of the book of Acts. It's been a great study. Uh, we've spent about two months really going through uh, and learning so much. And, and what we've tried to do is, is learn from the book of Acts, but also to let it inspire us and let it to, to change us and shape us. And I chose something today out of uh, Acts chapter 16, uh, one story here, because really as we near the end of the book of Acts, there's about 15 chapters that we're not going to really be able to really go through the way I wanted to. Um, and uh, so I'm going to pick something out here that I think is going to help minister to us. And this is this incredible story of the Philippian jailer. And we're going to read together in Acts chapter 16. And we'll begin in verse 16, and we'll read this narrative together. And then I have a few things I think that will really encourage us here uh, today. So what's going on? Paul is a man chosen by God. He's commissioned by God to go and to preach the word, especially to the Gentile nations. Uh, but he is a Jew. He's a Jew of all Jews. He's a Pharisee. He always begins by speaking in the synagogues, but usually he runs into some trouble there and he goes on to speak to the Gentiles. Uh, here in Acts 16, he's given a vision, and we've talked about visions, how God gave uh, certain people visions in a very specific way, and he's given a vision in Acts 16 to go to Macedonia and to a different area to go and preach the word. The word. And one of these places in Macedonia, he's going to go to Philippi, and a lot of great things happen. I encourage you to read the story. It's really exciting. Um, it would be a great movie. It's got a lot of adventure in it. But let's look in verse 16. Here we are in Philippi. Uh, they were going to a place of prayer. We were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Peter, uh, excuse me, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they'd been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in stocks. So for Paul and Silas, this is not a very good day. They are going through a lot of hardships here. And they had been given this vision to go and preach, but they ran into some obstacles. You ever feel that way in life sometimes where you feel like I'm doing what God wants me to be doing? So why is this so challenging? Why is this so tough? Well, uh, challenges present opportunities for God to really work. And that's what we're going to see right here in the midst of this great challenge, God is going to do a miracle. Verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and sing, singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. And I think we should just stop right there. Mm -hmm. In the midst of their challenges, 
in the midst of being in jail, after being flogged, I'm sure they felt horrible physically. They were exhausted. I'm sure they were hungry. What were they doing? They were singing. They were praising God. What a great reminder to us through the challenges. And I love that song. We came out probably 15 years ago and it came out, I will praise you in the storm. Look it up. I will praise you through the storm while it's storming, while it's hard. I am going to praise you. They were praising God. And certainly we have a lot of storms going on right now. And it's so important for us to praise God. And that praise to God ministered to people around them. They're, what are you guys singing about? Why are you so happy? Well, it wasn't about their circumstances, was it? No, it was about who they were worshiping. It was about their trust in the Lord. But look what happens. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We're all, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and his whole household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house, set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. This is, once again, a miracle. Once again, an amazing story. In the midst of great challenge, God does something miraculous. I want us to look specifically here at the Philippian jailer. This question where he asked, I mean, of course, the earthquake, he, why is he trying to kill himself? Because he knows he's dead anyway. He knows that he's, he's, if his prisoners escape, he's held responsible for those prisoners. And if they escape, he will be killed. So he's, he's going to go ahead and do the job himself. Um, it's, it's a horrible, horrible time, horrible feeling for him. But then he realizes that they have not escaped. And we can read that question he asked with this, like, you know, uh, this Christian theology. I mean, this guy was, was not a Christian. And he asked, what do I do to be saved? If you look at that, he's not asking, how do I inherit eternal life? And how do I, really, he's asking, how do you help me out of this mess? How do you save me? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in trouble. How do you fix this? This earthquake you got. People, this is crazy. How, how do you save me? I think that's really what he's saying. And, and of course, Paul and Silas, they have, a, they have you know, a deeper meaning in what they're saying, a, a spiritual perspective for sure. But he's saying, how do we get out of this mess? And, and isn't that a great question to ask? How do we get out of this mess? 
and, and he saw something miraculous. So he saw God was working and he saw his life was a mess and his circumstances were a mess. He says, well, how can I be saved? How can this be fixed? And what Paul says, he says, believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. What a great thing for us to remember right now. I think a lot of us are asking that question. How do you fix this mess? How do, how do we fix coronavirus? How do I get my job back? How do we fix the economy? Uh, maybe even before this thing, these things happen, there's a lot of messes in our lives, you know, with our family and things in our life that just feel like a mess. And, and we do have a faith and belief in God. But let's ask the question today. How can I be saved? God, how can you fix this? How can you fix this? And the answer is to believe in Jesus. Well, let's draw that out for a moment. All right. What does that mean? Well, number one, it means to put our trust in God, to put our trust in Jesus. Um, when our kids, when we were going through all the hurricanes last couple of years here in Wilmington, uh, Hurricane Florence was, was a big, big deal. And as it was getting closer and closer, we realized how big the storm was and how it was going to impact us. And, and our kids got really worried about what we were going to do. Should we stay here in Wilmington? Should we go somewhere else? How are we going to protect the house? I mean, you remember, I mean, I mean, we were stressed about it. We were trying to protect the kids, but, um, but they started getting worried about what decision we would make. And we had to tell them, said, listen, guys, y'all don't have to worry about this. This is the decision. We're going to take care of you. Mommy and daddy will watch the news. We'll get the information and, and we'll make the best decision. You don't have to worry about it. You just need to trust us. And I think that's what we need to, who we need to be with the Lord. There's, there's so much that's out of our hands and it's not for us to worry about. We can't do anything about it. Um, really. And God's like, well, I'm going to do something about it. I am doing things about it. I'm the decision maker here. I'm in control of this. You just need to trust me. Um, Philippians 4 needs to be a scripture that we just maybe literally write on our walls of our house these days. Philippians 4, verse 4, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And you get this, he's writing, he's in Philippi. He's writing from Jen. So, so this is kind of linked to this Philippian jail time, maybe, but it's probably later on. But uh, it's interesting, he's writing with this um, to the Philippians. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God's got this. It's not for us to worry. Paul said to the jailer, hey, believe in Jesus. He's going to fix it. Just trust God right now. Just trust him. I don't know how it's all going to work out. I don't think Paul knew that the next day that, that he was going to be released from the magistrates. He didn't know that was going to, he just knew that God was going to take care of it. He said, just trust in Jesus. Just trust in Jesus. We got to have that type of trust. And I think secondly here, belief in Jesus means we need to listen to him. What, what, what did the Philippian jailer do? Well, he sat at the feet of Paul and Silas 
and he listened. And he gathered his whole household together. And they listened to what Paul and Silas had to say about God. I know that I've needed to listen to the voice of God. I've needed to uh, hear his voice. How much social media are we listening to right now? How much news are we listening to right now? How many other voices, even our inner anxious voice we listen to that I need to hear the voice of Jesus. In John chapter 10, I thought I had marked this here, but I'll turn to it. John chapter 10. Is such a great reminder of who Jesus is to us who do have a belief in him. The Good Shepherd. Verse 3 of John 10, Jesus says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. If we believe in Jesus, we sit and we listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out because they know his voice. To believe in Jesus means we sit and we listen to the voice of Jesus. I have needed that this week. I need that so much right now in my life. We have so many other voices talking to us, trying to get our attention, trying to get us to worry. Sit at the feet of Jesus. It's time for us to open our Bibles every day to listen to his words, to pray and to, to hear what he is saying, to trust in him. What's the answer to this mess? How do we be saved from this mess? Trust in Jesus. Listen to Jesus. And the third thing I would say is to serve him. First John chapter three, first John chapter three in verse 16. It's interesting, the Philippian jailer, he put his trust in, and he didn't try to fix the situation, but what did he do? He started attending to the needs of Paul and Silas. He started, you know, helping them with their wounds. And, uh, uh, and later he's, you know, he comes to believe, he, comes, he gets baptized, he's self, but what does he do? He's not trying to fix the situation. He serves them. He feeds them a meal. He's in there in their house. He's taking care of them. And it says in verse 16 in 1 John 3, it says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. You see, I think trusting in Jesus, I think the way that our problems get fixed is not so much of just worrying about the problem or trying to fix the problem, but it's about serving others, getting the focus off of ourselves, off of our problems, finding ways that we can love and serve others. That is how the problem gets fixed. Isn't it amazing how they woke up the next day and the magistrate said, oh yeah, well, those guys, they're free to go. The jailer certainly was off the hook. He, 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 was, he was okay. His problem was fixed. And more than that, 
he had a great lesson and come to faith that God was in control. And through Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, uh, he had been given the strength and the power. He had come to believe in Jesus. Church, do we believe? Are we trying to figure everything out and worry about things that are far beyond our control? Or do we truly trust in Jesus? Are we listening to his voice? Let his voice comfort us during this time. And let us serve others. And in this, yes, we all, we all are being and will be saved. Uh, what a great message. What a great story we see here for the food.